Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We are so excited to bring you this show. Our podcast is all about unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed games. Each episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Assassin's Creed universe. From pieces of Eden, solar flares, and the Isu, to the Hidden Ones, the Order of Ancients, and of course, the Animus, we will seek to uncover it all. So join us, and maybe even take a leap of faith. Welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Shelby. You might also know me as SheCup. I'm one of the co-hosts for this show, and I'm super excited to be here today to talk about our lore topic. Yeah, and so I am Austin or Teacup, one of your other hosts, and we are here with part two of our Galena Voronina Cell. I just want to commend you on the pronunciation of that. That was really good. Well, I've been doing it a lot recently, so, you know. I should have it down by now. (laughs) I know. I know pronunciation is hard and it's not your strong suit, but you've been you've been doing really good on this one. So we're here with part two of our Galena, not really a kind of a Galena deep dive, but just also looking at the uh, cells that she led in the modern day. And so let's dive right in. Yeah. And so I will say that this last week's or two weeks ago's episode was very much a Galena episode. We talked a lot about her and the things going on. This one will, will be a little more widespread. We're going to get some more depth on the other members, which are all the same, except for Cody Adams does not make an appearance in this set, this part of the cell, which is really, they're kind of hunting the Phoenix project now. So we left them while they had rescued these Erudito hacking group and they had taken Michelle into their group and they had rescued Charlotte. Basically, we fast forward into February 2017. Charlotte is now going on missions by herself that Galena now sends her on. And so she travels to Hong Kong, Hong Kong with another Erudito hacker, Gwinerica Maneo. And the two are there to gather information on an abandoned Abstergo facility in a skyscraper with Bernidra Mitra and other assassins. So this is another cell. They're not on our list to talk about, and you'll find out why. And so while at the facility, they were attacked by the instruments of the first will, though they did not know who the instruments were at this point, the assassins were massacred. So this other cell that they went to meet with and go is completely dead when they arrive there. Charlotte does manage to escape through a window because they're attacked by these basically people that Charlotte notes look like assassins. So she crashes on a van below and Charlotte was able to break her fall, but she was injured. So a would-be assassin with some really nifty technology, a super heated hidden blade. So like it's a really, really hot hidden blade leaps after her and stabs through the roof of the van where Gwinerdica is hiding. Charlotte fends off the rogue assassin, basically, from the back of the van as they're driving at high speeds. But a throwing star basically breaks through the windshield and slices off Gwinerdica's 
fingers hitting him in the face and then the van crashes on the side as he loses control. They both survive, but instead of interrogating the defeated assassin, when she realizes that Granitica is hurt, she elected to escape to the safe house to save him. Uh, She later contacts Galena's group, who is currently in London requesting help. So during this time, while this is all going on, Galena is training her new apprentice, Michelle Lamar, who was the Aruto hacker who wants to be an assassin. And they're basically fighting on the rooftops of London while Kyoshi and, and, and Ren are commenting on her skills. And it's kind of funny when they're doing this, they're basically just like, you know, she's got skills, um, but she's not up to the assassin's par. She's not up to where she needs to be all that. She's lacking neat skills is what, Yoshi basically says, and Aran basically comments, well, he goes, well, Galena is exposing that really fast. That is pretty funny because Galena is, and honestly, Galena is so skilled. So like if Michelle is fighting Galena, she's going to look worse because Galena is so good. Right. So they get interrupted by this call from Charlotte, who reported back on her mission She was there to find intel on the so-called Phoenix Project in Hong Kong. Now, between this events, Galena went to London to assist Sean and Rebecca to retrieve the Shroud. And that's where they have the fight with Otto Berg under Buckingham Palace. And that's the events of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So Abstergo gets... The Shroud, and through kind of that work with another assassin leader called Bishop, which we'll talk about at some point when we do a little more, but she had been working with other people. They discovered the Phoenix Project, and they know that Abstergo is trying to do something with the Isu. So they basically task Alina to return back to her cell and get her cell working on trying to find intel on the Phoenix Project. And so she bas- Charlotte basically requests for extraction of her in Granitica and informed Galena that the entire assassin cell had been exterminated. She described to Galena how as the cell was breaking into Abstergo building, they were ambushed by an unidentified group with assassin, with assassin gear and skills. She also told her that with them was an unidentified boy who spoke to her and acted as if they had already met before. Now, we know that this is the instruments of the first will. So this young boy is Elijah, Desmond Miles' son, because we know he works with the instruments. And the reason that he feels like he met before is because he's a sage of Anita. And so he has all these memories and he has probably in other sage lives met some of Charlotte's ancestors. And so basically they escape and try to figure everything out. But one month later, they get, or they're back in London and we kind of fast forward. Charlotte meets with Michelle in London. They go to a local pub and get some drinks And Charlotte questions why Michelle wanted to become an assassin, citing that the fact she now looked at ordinary people around her and immediately can calculate the multiple ways to kill them. The bleeding effect has turned her into a living weapon, and she now wonders how her ancestors 
may now be a part of her. And she has begun to question if her own life was just a simulation too. So when you're saying this about um, calculating multiple ways to kill like ordinary people and the bleeding effect, is that about Charlotte or is that about Michelle? Charlotte. So basically what Charlotte's point is, is that she doesn't know if like her life actually has purpose or her purpose is just to be a guiding point for her ancestors, for her descendants, which Yikes. opens up a whole nother like psychological element to working with the animus. Yeah, because like you have, I mean, to kind of combat that a little bit, she has no idea if her descendants will even have access to the animus. Right. Just an interesting thing. And just Charlotte, things are starting to weigh on Charlotte by using the animus. Mm-hmm. So Galena and Arend are basically going to Berlin because they say, okay, we went to this Abstergo building on Intel we got. So we're going to go back to where we got the Intel and find out what the heck was happening. Because it was obviously bad because we walked into an ambush. So they intercept a Abstergo scientist named Heinrich Hart and who is a works for Kiyoshi within Abstergo. So he is a mole in Abstergo. So that's how they got the intel for this raid that went so badly. The pair were seeking answers over their losses in Hong Kong and threatened Heinrich because of his information. Heinrich swore that he knew nothing of what lie in wait for them at the Hong Kong site and told them that the Templars didn't know what happened either. The rumors that the feared Black Cross was investigating the matter. After demanding Hart find answers or else they would come back for his blood, Galena and Arend left. Unbeknownst to them, movements after they left Hart, after they left, Hart was confronted by the Black Cross, Otzoberg, and revealed himself to be a member of the Instruments of the First Will before activating a bomb and attempting to kill Otzoberg, which... You know, he gets stabbed, he falls off buildings, he gets blown up, and he still comes back. This man will not die. At the same time, Charlotte and the other assassins are watching this explosions as this explosion in Berlin dominate the headlines. Kiyoshi basically says, you know, killing this many people this publicly doesn't really fit with the Templars' ideals. This isn't their MO. This isn't how they behave. They do this so it's strategic. This isn't strategic. And so he suggests another faction might be in play. Michelle revealed that she has a list of piece of Eden that were retrieved from the Hong Kong Ostergo lab and pulled up an image of the Koh-i-Noor. Charlotte realized that this was what Consus had mentioned in her last animus session. And with, Mich- and with Michelle convinced that it was present in the Spanish Civil War, Charlotte strapped herself into the makeshift animus. The machine appeared to malfunction and Charlotte gets trapped in there. And basically what had happened is that there was a trap set in there. Michelle had taken this from Abstergo gear and made a makeshift animus and basically didn't scrub the gear clear of Abstergo programming. So it caused a malfunction. So Charlotte gets stranded and she's stuck in a basically perpetual loading environment. So, you know, sometimes this happens to us when we're playing the games. There's a glitch in the game and we are stuck in that infinite loading screen where we run around. 
that ever true. It's very annoying. Uh, yes, that happened to me all the time in Assassin's Creed One. And so, but I do have a question before you move uh-huh. on. I know in the last episode we talked a lot about how like Galena basically banned Charlotte from using the Animus more because she was abusing the privilege basically. So like are Michelle and Charlotte kind of going behind Galena's back to do all of this or does is Galena okay with it and has allowed Charlotte to go back to the Animus? It's more that stuff happens off screen and after the like incident in where they get with Arutato and extract everyone, Galena has more trust in Charlotte. Where they were at in like the middle of last episode and where they are now are different places. Okay, got it. So she basically, Charlotte tries to call out to Michelle in the Animus, uh, no avail. Yet even with the apparent emptiness, Charlotte felt like she was in fact not alone. Someone was trying to dig through her memory and search through what her memories were. So at this time, all of them, all the rest of them go to different missions, but an injured Grenerica returned to find the team surrounding a stricken animus, and he was shocked to learn that Michelle had repaired the machine with unvetted Abstergo parts and feel that the animus was now compromised. Michelle makes her apologies and lifts while Grenerica informed the others that they need to... They need the assistance of one Felix Odell, an Abstergo Entertainment employee with Arutato Symphonies based in Mon- Montreal. Aaron and Kyoshi made their flight immediately to Canada using a cargo plane to perform a halo jump onto the roof of Abstergo, Montreal. After working through the few guards' presence, they reached the office only to find Felix had already been slain by the same assassin from Hong Kong, who armed himself with a high-tech suit. Arend and Kiyoshi both make their way back out heavily injured. The only way that the killer could have known where they were headed is if there was a leak either from the Animus or from one of their own within the Brotherhood. They then decided to lay low in the safe house. Galena had remained in Berlin to investigate the bombing, while Arend and Kiyoshi were on their mission, and Charlotte, Michelle, and Grenadica were in London. However, she secretly returns to London safe house to find Kiyoshi, Arand, and Michelle missing on their various missions, and Grenadica preparing to slit an unconscious Charlotte's throat. Realizing that he was a traitor and revealed to be an instrument of the first will, she threw him to the ground and began to torture him, as Galena does. Kiyoshi and Arend return from their mission to find Galena torturing him, and Galena tells him that he sent them into an ambush while he tried to kill Charlotte. Arend stormed off in anger over Galena's use of torture, though what do you expect at this point? And Galena and Kiyoshi discussed Michelle's disappearance and Charlotte's unresponsive state. With Galena suspecting precursor influence, as she's awaking, Charlotte tells them that it was Juno. Juno was behind this attack. Juno was the one sifting through her memories. It is in this point that Charlotte relives the memory of the assassination of Saturn, which we talked about in our Koinor episode, where Saturn is killed by human slaves, and then Juno uses the Koinor and just kills everyone. So, and that she tells her fellow assassins that they need to warn the Templars of Juno's impending attack. 
And so that's where we're going to pause to take our break. Um, Yikes. I, I just have to say before we go to the break, I just find it so interesting that like at this point, even still members of her team are like, no, you can't do that. Like about the torture. Like, first of all, she's Russian, not saying that all Russians are like torturers, but like, you know, the stereotypes of Russian like military is that they are more into those kinds of techniques than perhaps other groups out there are. Um, So, it's just kind of interesting to me that they've been with her this long and like still are upset about the torture aspect of it all. Right. I just think that this is a constant battle within the assassins of like, what does everything is permitted actually mean? I mean, we see this with Charlotte being upset with Galena and her torture, Arend being upset with Galena and her torture, Gavin Banks being upset with his with his people because they're not willing to do the torture. William Miles taking his own steps to do this, the bloodstone unit of people not being okay with their, with their torture, Mm -hmm. things like that. It's just a constant theme that has kind of been creeping up across all these cells. True. But let's move into the break. Shoot! Shoot the flying demon! Malaka! 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 I get the sense you two are ill fit for whatever it is you're plotting. <laughs> this one takes us for a fool, brother. We sons of Ragnar have this well under control. No, we do not. Sons of Ragnar. I know of many, but never have I heard of dull and duller. Uh, so welcome to the middle of the show. This is where we take the time out to remind you that we do have a Patreon and thank all of the people who have been previous and past patrons. We're super thankful for all of y'all. And if you join the Patreon, you can come on the show once a month for patron episodes. And if you can't do that, um, the next best way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews on Spotify or on Apple. So on Spotify now, if you haven't been caught up you can leave comments on individual episodes and so we're kind of counting those as reviews so i have a couple to read today so jonathan d said love it on our um, animus episode which is our very first episode and then on our eat Drusel episode someone named d8 said thank you for your amazing podcasts i've listened to most of the episodes and it's definitely sparked something in me to replay all assassin's creed games lol Rewatch Avengers Infinity War to learn how to properly pronounce Nita Veller. I will be honest. I don't care about Marvel, so I'm probably not going to do that. But thank you for your recommendation. We'll definitely uh, look at it potentially on Google pronunciation things. But like we've established previously, you know, pronunciation is not necessarily our strong suits. Um, But definitely thank you for your reviews. Um, We appreciate every single person who has given us a review so far. And then the last thing that I want to talk about is my playthrough. I am almost done with Black Flag. Um, I have a couple more sequences left i think um i've i've played so much of the game i'm i'm sad though because blackbeard just died recently for me um 
And Edward is just kind of bummed. Like he's in a sad place. He's not doing well, I wouldn't guess. So that's where I'm kind of at right now. Yeah, this isn't a happy game. I mean, the the beginning is fun when everything's carefree and jokey. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it's really interesting that the take that like pirate culture has kind of taken because like, you know, I think my first introduction to like pirates probably would have been watching the Disney animated Peter Pan. Would have been like my first like as media looking into like pirates. And so so often pirates are painted as like the bad guys and brutal or whatever. But in retrospect, a lot of them were just like anti-imperialist, like did not want to conform to the British Empire and the East India Trading Company Mm -hmm. and all the things they wanted to do, which I think is an interesting way to phrase it and look at it from a different lens. Yeah, I definitely get that. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty interested to see how it all wraps up and how it all ends, because we know that Haytham is well steeped in that British culture. Uh, he kind of appears to be at least the kind of like top of the line, uh, the best of the British kind of like perfect specimen. Like he's got the nice accent and he you know he's got the clothes and the the manners to match all of those kind of like class standards um from that time period so we'll see what happens um but i do have to tell you all when i finish black flag hopefully here by the end of april i am going to be skipping ahead a little bit into odyssey so that hopefully If Mirage does ever come out this year, I can have played Odyssey, Origins Odyssey and Valhalla um, before Mirage comes out. So I won't be completely lost or behind. So I'm going to skip Unity, Rogue, Syndicate, but I will go back to them. I will play them eventually. Just we're not going in order anymore. That makes sense. So, yeah, let's get back into the content. Me, Haytham, I come in peace. Why are you speaking so slow? Sorry. What? Um, I, I was told you could train me. No. Go away. I'm not leaving. Bianca! Bianca! Is everything all right? What do you think? Look at this place! And poor Bianca. If something's happened to her... Aha! Oh, my darling. Thank God you're all right. Ezio, meet Bianca. Bianca, Ezio. Charmed. All right. So after Charlotte wakes up and tells everyone to like, hey, we need to warn the Templars, Arend decides to basically, because he doesn't have any other way to contact the Templars, he calls Abstergo Entertainment customer service to tell them of the implants of the instruments and to 
it's a really funny thing. He's basically like, hey, tell your overlords that we both know actually run your company that they're in pending an attack. And Kyoshi finds this and gets really, really pissed at him. And they argue, which, you know, to be fair, Kyoshi, this is a stupid move. You're just going to call Upstergo Entertainment customer service. Like this poor minimum wage employee, you're just going to dump this entire conspiracy on them. Right. Like you don't know anybody else, nobody else to call. Like I find that hard to believe. You don't have any moles that could get you a better phone number than the minimum wage employee, than the chat box online. Come on. But so Kyoshi basically says this to her and he says, like, why are you bothering some minimum wage employee on a call line? And Aren basically goes, sorry that I don't have a direct line to our mortal ancestral enemy. So Charlotte, they're arguing and Charlotte comes in and is basically like cutting them off. And while they're doing that, Michelle returns, but she returns with Otso Berg. So we're going to pause because we have to go back in time to figure out what she was doing. So Michelle basically knows about this kind of like third party member and she decides to track a different route, which she is tracking the money. So looking where the money is going and it comes down that a dormant account that belongs to William Miles has been activated. And this account is receiving deposits from Abstergo Industries and then withdrawals. So Michelle discovers this and she's basically like, is William Miles a traitor? Like, what the hell is happening here? Like, there's money moving out and it's moving out of William Miles' account. And basically she's confronted by Otto Berg, who is basically just like... We're looking into this too. We have a lot to talk about and basically reveals that he has found a fourth organization or a another organization within Abstergo and that the same one has seemed to infiltrate the assassins. And so they're attacked by lots of people and they escape barely. And so Michelle comes in with an injured Otso Berg after this, which remember Galena has just kind of come off this mission where she fought Otto Berg in Buckingham Palace and he like injured Rebecca Crane to a near like fatal state. So Galena's pissed. Like it's like on site for her. Good for her. It's like in the comic, it's like this big scene where Galena's just like Berg and then she like draws her hidden blade and drums and like time to finish what we started in Buckingham Palace. And she like pins into the ground and just goes, now where were we? I live for the drama, but Galena, don't you think that's a little bit much? No. <laughs> like uh, he's not there to take all of them out, you know, like they're there to figure out this issue. Yeah, she doesn't and, know like, that, he's, that yet though. I know, I know. But like, he's obviously, I don't know. I feel like he is not as loyal to the Templars as she is to the assassins. He is loyal to the Templar ideals. But in his brain, loyalty to Templar ideals does not equal loyalty to the organization and loyalty to Upstergo. Yes. 
Yeah. So basically she's stopped by Charlotte, who like has now become the like voice of reason in the group, which is just like, okay, like six months ago you were this punk nosed kid getting into all kinds of trouble and now you're gonna be the voice of reason. So Berg basically suggests, like, hey, let's just go. He goes, like, I'm hungry. Let's go get some breakfast. So they go to this restaurant and Berg explains to the assassins that about his mission in Geneva and everything where he meets Michelle and was attacked by the instruments. They tell him that Grenertica might be a member of the faction and Berg suggests that they work together, which all of them are very apprehensive. And Charlotte or Galena's basically like, why do you want to work with us? Why can you don't trust your own organization? Why are you trusting us? And Berg is basically, it's that I don't trust you is why I'm willing to work with you because I know what to expect from you. And I think that that's absolutely another example of like Berg being an honorable person, even though he is affiliated with the Templars. Mm -hmm. You might have a little bit of a Templar crush on Otto Berg. I do not. Shut up. I'm deleting you. I just like him. <laughs> Eventually accept and everything. They go back to the safe house where Galena continues to interrogate Granerica while Kyoshi and Berg basically watch. Charlotte's in the Animus. She gets desynchronized violently. Then Galena's not having any success. So Berg takes over the interrogation, which like this poor guy, like he might be an instrument of the first of the first will, but like first he's interrogated and tortured by Galena and then they sick Berg on him. Like that's just, that's just mean. That's mean. And so the two, they get the memories out and Berg basically says like, okay, we know that I know my ancestor once had the Koinor, so I'm going to go figure out what's going on. And so he basically relives his memories of Albert Bolden, the first Black Cross, and with the Koinor, and they find it. They find out where it is. Uh, he learns where the location is, and the now reluctant allies make their way to Barcelona, where the Koinor was buried in a mass grave 60 miles south of the city. So they know what's coming up is Resurrection Day, which we've talked about is the day that the instruments of the first will are going to revive Juno. The group split up with Berg, Charlotte, and Galena going together, which that just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Kiyoshi or Ren then do reconnaissance. Uh, basically, Charlotte has a bleeding effect episode during this, and Galena rushes to her side. Uh, basically telling her that she was dumb, that she came out of the Animus too early. Uh, Charlotte basically ignores her and starts to dig, saying that she had found the Koinor. So they do find the diamond, but then they're surrounded by assassin turncoat uh, Jossip Dami, which we talked about in our Instruments of the First Will. He is the ultra-geared-out assassin that's been tracking them, which is revealed to them. Uh, and he has some instruments with him. So there's a fight that happens and Kiyoshi uh, literally disarmed two of the captors. Like they don't have arms anymore. And Galena joined the fight. Uh, suddenly as Charlotte goes and touches the diamond, there was a blinding blue light. With the distraction, uh, 
the instruments managed to steal the Koinor, uh, the group then buried basically the dead and planned their next mood. They all boarded a plane for Australia where Alvaro Grammaticia secret lab was located. Aboard the plane, and now with one day left, Delina gathered together with the others to discuss the laboratory's blueprints and the team's strategy. When they were ready, Charlotte was the first to parachute down into the middle of the Australian desert. Resurrection Day had started and time was running out. Landing sometime after, Charlotte and the mismatched band of allies began their attack on the laboratory. Galena kills Jossip by shooting him in the head. Charlotte goes in and gets basically captured uh, and her signal goes dark. And so the other assassins make their way inside. Now, if you remember when we talked about the instruments and the Koinor episode, it is then that Charlotte is confronted by Elijah Miles and they go through this whole thing where she's possessed by the spirit of Consus. Elijah reveals himself to be a traitor that he only wants to get after the instruments because they killed his mother. And basically then a force field protects most of the assassins from gunfire, which is Charlotte using the Koinor, and it leads them to her from there. However, when they entered the inner laboratory, Kyoshi and Anne were struck by a blast from the Koinor that was now wielded by Juno and were knocked down. So Charlotte manages to basically wrestle Juno and get the Koinor away from her without her knowing and conjures up an illusion to distract her. Kyoshi and the others look shocked to see Juno basically yelling at a coffee mug that she thinks is some one that she has to yell at from her Isu memories. So Charlotte uses this to assassinate the reborn Isu. However, the building was starting to collapse because Otso Berg had set explosives and Kyoshi and the others fled. Charlotte was stuck behind and Berg detonated the facility remotely, finishing the job. Kyoshi tried to stop him, but was struck to the ground. The assassins were unable to rescue Charlotte, and she perished in the explosion. Following Charlotte's demise, Galena has resorted to self-medication and drinking herself into stupor and not leaving her room. Arend would reappear in mentions of Layla Hassan's emails, saying that he's being cared for by his husband, Harlan, and... She, he is basically denies joining Layla's team to hunt for the staff of Hermes. Kiyoshi actually wants work. He doesn't want to sit around. So he does join Layla's cell in Assassin's Creed Odyssey to look for the staff of Hermes. And Michelle makes an appearance in Assassin's Creed Gold, though I have not read that and I didn't want to spoil myself. So I didn't look up what that was. And so I will read that. But she does appear then. And that's the end of this cell. Okay, I have beef with you now. Me? Yeah, you, Mr. Austin Teacup. You told me like three or four episodes ago where I was hating on Charlotte. I was like, oh, she annoys me. Like, she just seems so young, so naive, da 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 And you were like, well, you know, she does some really great stuff. She really matures. She becomes a great character. I think you'll like her. Just, Just hold on. Give her a minute. I don't feel like that was true. She matures. She makes the sacrifice for... She starts out as this hot-headed kid that doesn't want to make the hard choices that it means to be an assassin. And she struggles with her own 
purpose and so like and her own identity and especially with all the animus running through her that in her last moments she says she is the reason that juno is not walking around i understand that i understand that and that's great and like that is that is maturity i'm not saying she hasn't matured at all i just was expecting it to be so much more because like even up until this point like she's still being hot-headed she's still like rushing out when she's not ready she's still trying to power through the bleeding effect when she really shouldn't be and is potentially putting her team in danger for it like she's still making bad decisions and like fighting galena along the way yeah um i just want to see like what's gonna happen with berg um mm -hmm. because so the last time we see him he is fighting layla in atlantis and he's injured there and then we get a report that he's like making a recovery but i feel like galena's gonna go after him at some point mm -hmm. so galena the last we get of her is 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 it this kind of ending where she's depressed over uh charlotte's death and is like locked herself in her room so there is a um I forget who the email is between, but there's an email in Layla's emails during Assassin's Creed Odyssey that is basically someone talking to Layla about this. Like, we're worried about Galena. She's doing this. She's self-medicating. Like, we don't know what to do. And, like, she's basically... Layla is basically like, let Galena have her bender. She will come around. And that's really all we get from her. Mm. Again, she might appear in Assassin's Creed Gold too, but I haven't read that and I want to. So gotcha. interesting. You know, I do love Galena. I love her a lot. Um, she's probably one of my favorite characters of the moment um, in Assassin's Creed now. So I feel like she deserves a better ending than that. Um, I feel like she definitely is not one that would be content to sit around and, and do nothing for the rest of her life like she still has a lot of life before her but i also agree with you like we need to see a better ending for berg too like they can't just kill either of these people off screen you know right right so maybe there's more maybe there will be some mention of them in assassin's creed mirage maybe we'll see what's kind of going on but speaking of your favorite characters we're going to take a little bit of uh next week will be a character deep dive um, and it's a character deep dive on one of your favorites. I know I've already looked at the schedule. I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners, but I'm very excited. Yes. It's actually her favorite character this time. Not a joke that it's her I favorite mean, character. We've already done my least favorite character. So that's true. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. Thank you all so much for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at AC Lorecast. If you have any lore questions or topics to unpack, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's the best place on the internet. 
You can also support us financially through our Patreon. Find us on patreon.com slash Assassin's Creed Lorecast. The Assassin's Creed Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode's description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, make sure you give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Assassin's Creed Warcast. And always remember, Assassins, stay in the shadows to serve the light. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.